Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name's Aaron. Is it? Is it Aaron? This time. Okay. This week was Jurassic Park. No, sorry. I was just wishfully thinking out loud. <laughs> the movie this week was Zathura, a space adventure from 2005, directed by John Favreau, written by Chris Van Alsberg, who apparently wrote the book, Dave Coep, and somebody else. I'm going to skip that. Like your musical interludes. <laughs> yeah. Starring Jonah Bobo as Danny. Josh Hutcherson as Walter, Dax Shepard as Astronaut, Kristen Stewart as Lisa, and Tim Robbins as Dad. And there's a whole bunch of voice actors that were also in the movie. Uh, Frank Oz, most notably, did the voice of the robot, although, I mean, I don't know why you get Frank Oz for that. Anyone could have done that robot voice, I assume. Aliens detected. <laughs> hmm? Well, I mean... If you're going to have an awesome voice actor, even for such a small part, I would still get Frank Oz. Sure. It's not like Yoda's still, you know, kicking around the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Or is he? Uh, I don't know. Is Frank Oz doing the voice on the Clone Wars stuff? Oh, you're right. And then the, uh, whatever that new series is, Yoda would still be alive. He'd just be on Dagobah. Sarah, what's your opinion? On Frank Oz? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. Well... He directed uh, Coming to America. No, it wasn't Coming to America. It was uh, Trading Places. He directed Trading Places. And, uh, well, he does a voice of, like, Fozzie and Yoda. Okay. And he was was one of the voices in Labyrinth. Frank Oz is the voice of uh, Piggy, I believe. He's a a voice actor. Is it Fozzie? Fozzie. Anyway. So who's the voice of Miss Piggy? So this movie (laughs) was selected for us by the randomizer. We originally had a really good-looking movie from a different country, but we there was just no way to get a copy of it. But yeah. I did send an email to the guy who makes the movie, so, you know, someday that might pay off. Awesome, yeah, no, that, that trailer looked pretty awesome. Okay, give me a basic, what did you think of the movie? Start with you, please. What did you think of Zathora? Well, I thought you were acting like it was going to be a total piece of crap. <laughs> so I kind of had low expectations for it, mm-hmm. even though I knew What's-His-Face directed it, and I like him. I was like, this is probably going to suck. And I was like trying to picture a movie version of Jumanji, but like that had space in it instead, even though I've never seen Jumanji. And so I have to say... I was pleasantly surprised. It's a kids' movie, but it's it's pretty watchable for a kids' movie, I think. Eric, uh, piggybacking a little bit on what uh, Sarah just said right there, but uh, uh, I remember kind of liking Chimanji a little bit when I saw it. Uh, obviously, time has eroded most of my memory of the movie, other mm-hmm. than a few scenes of you know the board you know coming to life and attacking Dave. the kids and stuff. And so, David Allen Greer, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, so, so I was pretty excited to see this. I've attempted to watch this one prior time that I can remember, and I remember kind of like, I, I guess uh, for whatever reason, whatever comic book I was reading at the time was uh, a little more important, higher priority. So I remember hearing a bunch of explosions and stuff, but uh, yeah, I was reading. <laughs> but this time, this time was awesome. This, this, this time, time we were watching you to make sure you watched it. That's right. Had a gun to your head and everything, and I uh, liked it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought it was pretty good. Like uh, 
I mean, yeah, like you said, I expected it to be hot garbage, but it wasn't. I'm maybe because my expectations were so low. I I don't know, but I enjoyed it. You gotta say those effects, even though they're obviously dated. I mean, two thousand five, mostly CGI stuff. But I still think that in the context of the time, I, I imagine it looked pretty good. Yeah. And there were some things that, like, I I, I really want to know if parts of it were practical. Because those uh, Zorgon, Zorgons? Zardons? It's Zorgon. Zorgon. Yeah, you had it right. Yeah, lizard Zorgon. people. Yeah. Some of them look pretty pretty cool. I felt that some of those were must have been practical in some, some aspect or another. Yeah. Mocap, you know, ish. Mm-hmm. Kind of stuff going on. So, synopsis. We have to do that, right? We have to give a <laughs> synopsis. So, okay. So, it's a... Uh, <laughs> so, uh movie starts with uh, two kids kind of sort of not getting along. Uh, the dad... Dad has to go do, you know, adult... Dad played by Tim Robbins. Yeah, yeah. So, he, he leaves... And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another, and a kid finds a board game in a, in a hidden part of the house called, uh, what's the name? Zathura. Zathura. <laughs> what's the name of that board game? <laughs> Risk. Zathura. Yeah, this precedes all the uh, board games made in the movies. I mean, this wasn't actually a board game. No. No. Well, I mean, Jumanji... They did make a board game. They, for that. they made it after yeah, the movie. After came. the movie came out, though, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah, there you go. There you go. They, they got the board game. Uh, apparently, there's a magical key. Spun that key a couple times. Mm. And movie went crazy. It's a cool looking board game. Yeah. Like, the one in Jumanji's all. Uh, it looks like it's like inlaid with ivory and uh, made yeah. out of wood and stuff like that. Yeah. Th- this one, it was uh, like a 1950s or game with like the tin parts. And Had some cool 60s kind of sci-fi pop yeah. stuff going on. The kind of stuff that wouldn't work nowadays. Well, I mean, most of the paint was probably lead. It was all chipped and stuff, you know. I really wanted to know <laughs> if the dad... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Those kids were just tripping. Yeah, paint man. chips, man, the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I like how the dad like had no clue about the game. Like, where did it come from? That's what I was wondering. Maybe we should talk about the most important character of all as well, the house. Oh, I thought you were going to say the hamster. Well, the hamster, yeah. Yes, I think we better talk about the house because uh, when we were watching it, there were two people that were just drooling about that particular house. Sarah, what was so special about the house? It was like an amazing craftsman house from like a long time ago. And everything was built in this design of, like, just wood fitting together in, like, perfect pieces to make the all of the different, like, joints of where the parts of the house met. But, yeah, the craftsman style of the house was just so gorgeous, the wood and the... And the built-ins, like, the, the whole house had these, like, really unique features of like cabinets and fireplaces and a dumbwaiter, like just these these built-in features of the house that were just so period for the time the house was built. And then it's obvious that they, I think they did use a lot of practical effects. Obviously, they weren't in outer space. Whoa! They um, they must have had like a model. Like some replicas built of certain rooms in the house that they were able to destroy because they just, um, they beat the crap out of that house. (laughs) I was really hoping at the end, and this falls out of our 10 year uh, spoiler by just one year, but that's just fine because it doesn't really matter if you know what happens then. You can probably guess it, especially if you've already seen Jumanji. I was really hoping at the end that at least one of the rooms was just going to be wrecked when the dad got home. <laughs> not not necessarily the whole house, but it was like, walk upstairs and there was like frost damage or something like that. Yeah. All kinds of crazy things happening to the house. Come on, just give, just give me like, you know, maybe the basement. Because obviously he never the went robot, down there. The robot in the basement. He didn't know there was a board game. He didn't know there was <laughs> garbage all over the place. Maybe they shot a scene like that and they cut it, like mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, you know, when he gets all upset and starts hitting the kids, it just doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie. You see why they got divorced. Uh-huh. Divorced uh-huh. parents. That was a thing. Like, starting in the mid-90s, and then from then on, it was just like, if we're going to have parents in the movie, it, I, I feel like most of the, like, kid movies I saw were either parents that had remarried, like, had step step-parent, or they were parents that had recently divorced and the kids were getting over it as opposed to, you know, what was at the time considered a traditional man and wife couple. Well, I mean, statistically speaking, right? I mean, if we're going to go there, Joel, like, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of divorced families in America. Aaron, so. I can never quit you, okay? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were trying to make it relatable, and That's I right, think man. they chose something that, for writers, it was it was new territory, too, you know? Yeah. Because that was something that was happening a lot more in kids' lives, they probably didn't have that many movies like that. I can think of, like, The Parent Trap, but, like... Right. And they get back together. <laughs> Spoilers yeah, like- on The Parent Trap! <laughs> But they get back together in that one. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work with your parents because you don't have a secret twin you don't know about, so. That'd be cool. To have a secret twin. Yeah, it would be. I mean, that's what happens in this movie. Although it's not a secret twin, it's just a duplicate that shows up. Her name would be you like your name backwards, like Haras. 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 No, uh, she'd be Sarah without the H at the end. Oh, dang. You know, having a twin might be kind of a, a difficult thing. If you, like, expected that person to kind of get you, like... Yeah. And then they didn't, that would that would kind of suck. I saw that trailer for a documentary, or maybe it was, like, a TV show that was coming out, where that... Uh, it was a movie. Yeah. The, the two Asian girls that, like, just happened to discover each other online and one one of them still lived in where where was it was it china or, or some other place i can't uh, i don't want to sound racist or anything like that. south korea yeah yeah and she like had an american twin that like had been adopted and just they'd been separated this whole time and found each other huh it's like that's a super crazy interesting story that probably would never happen you know before the age of the internet yeah so so the house, you say it was a real star, but I'm I'm saying I needed more of that hamster. I think it was a hamster. It was a hamster. Yeah. But it had a long tail. Yeah. Oh, maybe that it was, was weird. a type of mouse. Yeah. Or a rat. Well, yeah. Up close, it looked like a hamster. And then, yeah, it had a long tail. I have no idea. Maybe they changed rodents halfway through the movie. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, I mean, that kid had, had different haircuts throughout the whole movie, so <laughs> things were changing. like the goats that are like not goats in space it was like a hamster and then it went into space and it turned into like like a slightly different like space version of a hamster yeah if it like if it's four eyes it popped out at the end four-eyed space goat yeah space mouse hamster jiggy that's a rough bet to travel back and forth to and from your dad's house or your mom's house see you guys you guys didn't have the divorced parent situation. You guys whoa, both whoa, came whoa. from two parent households where they stayed married, right? I don't think I want my parents to know about, or my my audience to know about my parents' status. I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> so you got you guys had like a perfect life, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never had any problems with any of my siblings. Let me tell you. <laughs> I had a dad's house and a mom's house, and I'd go back and forth, but I didn't have a pet that went back and forth with me. I think both of them would have been like, no way. That's too much trouble. Not going to fly. <laughs> you could have a pet over there or over here, but not both. Yeah. Also, would have sucked for the pet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you have to, at least the hamster's in a small cage, right. but like, you have to like uproot it and move yeah. it wherever you- That's too much movement. Yeah. That's too much movement for any pet, Yeah. Well, that's the end of the movie. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Let's seem like you're... Uh... I just... Uh, I mean, it's a kid's movie. But I, I do like... So I don't know if this was... I should have looked this up. But I don't know if it was Jean Favreau's uh, first movie or anything like that. But it, it doesn't... 
No. Is he even a man who has a director's touch? Because yes. what, well, okay. I'm gonna say please tell me. I'm gonna say as far as Favreau's concerned, right now, at this point when he made this movie, yeah. I was really impressed that he didn't show up in it. Because like I know that's kind of his thing later on. Yeah. It's like he always shows up in his movies. Well he had a scene that they cut out, he was supposed to play one of the his Argons or whatever. Oh. No, I don't know about that. No. I, have, I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. You just have secret information. I'm a doctor. You're playing, trying to play it off now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jungle Book 2? No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a John Favreau film. Apparently, he directed Elf before this and made. I didn't realize he had directed Elf. I've never seen that movie, so. It's pretty damn fun. It's pretty Will ferrell which means I gotta go. Oh. <laughs> Joel doesn't like Will Ferrell. That's not true. I just don't like him as an actor or a movie star or a comedian. Well, you probably wouldn't like that movie then. Okay. I liked it, though. Full disclosure, I thought that he directed Swingers. No, he was just in it. But that's when, yeah, that's probably where he got started and made. He wrote Swingers Audience. So what did what do you think <laughs> his directing style is? What I mean, did you see anything in this movie that made it look like that? Uh, I'm going to say that it's pretty unique to the John Favreau experience. I can't think of any real movie that it, that it like... Did you see Cowboys and Aliens? I did, but it didn't really feel like Cowboys and Aliens, okay. though. I mean, there are definitely some adventure elements that it shared with, obviously, but, like, no. Totally different movie. Totally okay. different. Okay. I feel like there's always metal. <laughs> In uh, his movies, I didn't hear any metal. I don't know. Uh, like there's some kind of a metal creature, the obviously the food chef. truck. Okay, okay, you're right. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I've seen Chef where they're like tearing out all the old stuff. Oh, the right. There's metal. The around. kid, the kid in Chef, the kid in this. Yeah, they both oh, got yeah. stupid haircuts. You're right. There's parallel. <sighs> I just like picking on ch- child actors. I- I'm sorry. What do you think? Uh, How do you think these guys did? How do you think that? Uh, we'll start with uh, the one who's actually an actor that we recognize. It was Josh Hutcherson who plays Peta in the Hunger Games uh, movies. What do you think he did, or how? How did he? Hunger man, man, man. Slow down. Hello, and welcome to Please Don't Send Me in Outer Space. Oh, we started over. <laughs> how do you think Josh Hutcherson did? I just kept thinking that he looked like that guy, that actor that was in the Entourage show. <laughs> Turtle? Yeah, no. The... Johnny Drama? No. Uh, one of the other guys whose names I don't know? A- Adrian Brody? Do you know which one I mean? The one that had, like, red hair? It's been so long since I've seen an Entourage and episode. Mitzi? The guy, and and the thing is, he didn't look that much like him now that I know who he is when he grows up, but, like, as a kid, like, I almost felt like that kid, the the other actor could have looked like that when he was a kid, too. Vincent Chase, Eric Murphy. Kevin Connolly? (laughs) Yes, Kevin Connolly. Eric Murphy. Yeah, he does look like that guy. (laughs) No kidding. Cool. Here, let me point this towards you. Okay, he totally does kind of look like a guy. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, Turtle. I see what you're saying. No. What? No, Joel. <laughs> I've never watched a single thing of Entourage. How do I know those names? Because Entourage has infected society somehow. I, but, sat, I sat next to the lead guy once at a, at a concert. Oh, Grenier? Yeah. I like him. He's, he was really nice to me. Stuff. I, I accidentally cool. bumped his elbow and he was oh. like, it's cool. And I was like, oh, cool. Did he give That's you, cool. Did he give you a little kiss? No, he didn't give me a little kiss. Well, then how cool could he be? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think he did a pretty good job. It was he was mostly making that uh, that face that I associate it with older brothers. So it's oh, you guys wouldn't know. He had that like stern, I really don't want to deal with you kind right. of face. You're younger than me. Go away. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I perfected that at a young age. No, for your sisters. Yep. Yeah. I thought that all the actors did a pretty good job. I agree. And I I liked all the practical stuff. It kind of just blasted the parents off the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like no no 
adults, and I was like, uh-oh. Joel doesn't like movies where it's just kids. <laughs> I like Goonies. <laughs> I like Monster Squad. I like Stranger Things. There are exceptions to the rule, is what I'm saying. I just, um... Well, see, we we were talking about this. Uh, I I don't even remember what a uh, movie we were talking about in with, with children actors, and you you said you know they're they're kids. You, know, you can't really. I, I don't know if you just have low expectations for their acting style. No, I said I said you can criticize a casting director, but I feel like it's not fair to criticize a kid's acting, right? Because some kids can act and some kids yeah. can't. Well, that's my point. I mean, yes, it is the the casting director's fault. But uh, I'm just saying that little needs to go to acting school. No, I'm just kidding. I do, I'm just saying. Well, the older brother, that I there are yeah, there are good act, kid actors and there are bad kid actors, like you said. I think I think both are represented in this movie because you do get the older kid who you know does a pretty good job being kind of stern and whatever. And you then, don't think the little kid was that good? You know, Bobo. <laughs> he he kind of had a little bit of the Luke Skywalker kind of going on. <laughs> Where you know, he was just kind of whiny by everything. But I mean, I understand, like, I, I can kind of see from his perspective, I mean, he's getting picked on, like, all the time in this movie. Can't throw a baseball, can't catch a football, you know? He was an annoying little brother, and I think he did an excellent job of that, you okay. know? Like, okay. just pestering because he wants attention. And, you know, I'm not saying it's his fault. His brother should have paid attention to him. He should have realized that they could have, you know, fun. Yeah. They could play games together and at least yeah. be entertained. But it was like uh, the cheating thing, the lying cheating thing, and the uh, doing something and then immediately apologizing. It's like not only is it familiar to me when I was growing up, not, I, I like I was probably that kid. <laughs> but yeah. like I've seen my nephews nowadays be like they do something and they're immediately like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, you can't say you're sorry when you just did something really stupid, like. I know you. I know you're sorry now, but you're sorry because you think you're going to get punished, yeah. <laughs> not because you realize you've made a mistake. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think of the little one? I'm kind of forgetting him already. <laughs> like I, I was thinking about him, and I was thinking about the younger kid that was in Jurassic World. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And like I kind of I kind of just put his face on that kid already. That's, not, that's a dynamic right in that's my fun. brain. Yeah. That's almost perfectly uh, that kid's older, but yeah. Yeah, I thought about that movie and I thought about like Big where like there's some element of like a game or something that like turns something into real life or whatever. Like I kind of which is cool. I liked Big. I liked it a lot. And I liked the element of this that, like, there was this real-life item that could bring about this, like, supernatural change. Mm -hmm. And in that way, it kind of felt more like a fantasy movie to me than a sci-fi. It's, inter it's interesting to me that you, you just, like, haven't seen Jumanji. Because all the, the things that happen, like, A, the, the two players have to be there... B, they have to finish the game, you know, no matter what happens during the game. And, and uh, C, like, they're super dangerous things. It's, it's just like, I expected that stuff because Jumanji, it's like, in that case, it's a four-player game, so it's even more complicated. And there's, like, this weird time jump travel thing, which, uh, spoiler, in this movie, there is kind of a time jump thing, but it's uh, it doesn't affect the gameplay, necessarily. So, I mean... Did, I imagine you expected things to go crazy. Did it did it seem like super crazy in the, in the movie? Well, I think I did see the book Jumanji when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I read it, but I definitely remember the illustrations. Mm -hmm. It might have been like boring to me. Like I can't remember if I actually read the book or if I just kind of knew that like there were crazy things happening from the pictures. But in the movie, I was expecting them to start playing a game and for things to get crazy. And since we were saying it was sci-fi, I think, was the category we looked by. That is correct. I was expecting space, you know. But I feel like this was more of a, a fantasy version of space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Than, like, 
a sci-fi. I don't know why. I guess it, it, this is not a hardcore sci-fi movie. This is this is a fantasy where where these kids are experiencing sci-fi elements. Like I it, agree with you. On like that. an artifact yeah. that you'd have in like a D and D setting or yeah, something totally. that could have some magical quality magical that would bring about things or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like not necessarily like Star, technology. Yeah. Star coming. Wars, not Star Trek. Right. That's that's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you laughing about. I'm laughing because of that whole argument about whether or not there was magic when we did that one with with oh, Scott. With the Ewoks, yeah. <laughs> the like witch lady or oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was some pretty deep Star Wars <laughs> that happened that yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. talking about fantasy for God's sake. Yeah, that one definitely just took it out of the realm. <laughs> There's nothing sciencey about any of that stuff, anyways. Let's say. That they built a board game <laughs> that could do this, and scientifically it could whatever the technology in the movie it could do it. It was tech. Then I would say, yeah, sci-fi for sure. But it feels like yeah, of an oh, adventure yeah. went into space, but through like a fantasy gameplay setting. Oh yeah, for me, right. <laughs> so I really like the different things that happen in. When they're taking the cards from the board game, I like, I really like the initial meteor shower that goes on. I like how they play with the, what's going to end up happening in the, the rules. Like, uh, he gets that card that says he's the captain, which, oh, yeah, which doesn't, the admiral. Oh, the admiral. admiral. That doesn't really seem to affect anything except for later, the astronaut has the same card and you don't think anything of it. Well, you, when they do get the astronaut card and he shows up, he indicates that this is a game that he played. Right. As well. So. Right. Yeah. I thought they just handed out those cards like that wherever they could. No? Okay. Uh. <laughs> I like that they didn't overcomplicate it. Yeah. The game was pretty primitive. The cards were pretty basic. You know, they didn't try to overcomplicate things. And when something happened, it didn't feel like... It was too much of a stretch for, you know, they'd say something like, watch out for a meteor shower or whatever, mm -hmm. and then a meteor shower would hit. I mean, it definitely is a kid's movie, but I think it felt pretty, what am I looking for? It was like, a, it was easy. Yeah. It was, it was easy for you. Yeah. The word I was thinking was straightforward. Yeah, straightforward. Like, like, like you said, the card would pop out, meteor shower. Boom, there it was. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, half the roof gets taken out as, as the TV gets smashed in by a giant meteor, you know? It's yeah. cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool, like, the way you can, like, a kid could imagine what was going to happen, too. Not not just because what we see on the screen, but, like, watch out, you know, watch out for the meteors that are coming from the sky. Like, you, you jump around in your backyard pretending there are meteors are falling there. The, Zor the Zortons, or, I, I keep forgetting what they're called, whatever. The lizard people Zygons. are coming to get Zygons. you. Zygons. Like, you can imagine. Imagine, oh, they want to eat us, you know. Oh, they want to light the house on fire. Doctor Who. What? what? Zorgons. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Zardon. Z Zygons or Doctor Who. Tyrannosaurus. I can't remember. Something like a Z. Everything had a Z. We were yeah. making fun of Zordon, <laughs> so it was Zorgon. Yeah, Zorgon, you're right. Giant robot. You know, the robot has malfunctioned. You could pretend, oh no, it's going crazy. It's destroying the ship. Now, this robot wanted to kill the kids and... Had a huge uh, buzzsaw that he was going to slice off that kid's foot with, which was awesome. Except it didn't happen, so. <laughs> that kid kept losing his shoe, by the way. Yes. Like the whole movie. As a callback. That's what, you know, John Favreau was like, he should lose his shoe in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, because he lost it in the other scene. People remember. And he was right. I, 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 I definitely did pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. Kristen Stewart? Oh, yeah, huh. I like what they did the with her character because at first when I saw that she was going to be in the movie, I was like, oh, no. Like, because I thought, well, they're going to have this, like, teenage sister that's, like, complaining the whole time and, like, not down for this board game. And, like, I kept thinking, like, well, how is this dynamic going to work now? Because... And then they did the perfect thing, which is, like, take her out of the equation for a while <laughs> for a so time. that they didn't have to be dealing with that. Like, yeah. the the two kids, I feel like they were engaging in the game, and that 
<laughs> that made it entertaining. And the other stuff that they brought in later kept the ball rolling and it kept the story moving forward. But it didn't do that tedious thing of like just having like somebody telling them they were stupid the whole time or whatever. Right. It it made the board game even feel a little bit more deadlier to me. When 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 the the thing went down with her, yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah. Now what? Like, yeah. if she doesn't fall over and break, <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, when she gets frozen over and that kid, like, the older kid leaves and the younger kid just walks around to get a look at her face, I was like, is he gonna touch her arm and it's gonna like break or something? Because that's, I don't know, how it's gonna work. When she fell, one of the one of the times, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's it. Down the Bye-bye, sister. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like the evil T-1000 or something. Something. Well, they didn't go that way for some reason in this kid's movie. I don't know. She had pretty cool taste in music, though. Like Tenacious D. I saw, like, an Interpol poster, too. Uh, she had a lot of t- t- Tenacious D merch. Like, she had a sticker on her CD, CD player. Uh, like a poster. Cool nineties or not nineties two thousand yeah. stuff like Jack Jack three up on the the poster on the wall yeah oh uh, yeah in the kids room people used to like Brett Favre and oh, probably yeah. Yeah. does anyone I mean is he, he's not playing anymore right he must be retired I think I think he went out went out of retirement there I mean I, I'm only struggling with my words right now because I'm not a sports guy foosball <laughs> so you know you played some foosball. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Sports Center theme is written by John Colby, by the way. Oh, I was cool. trying to see if any of the music was mentioned cool. in here. Loves Me Like a Rock, performed by Paul Simon. Do you remember that happening? <laughs> that might have been the closed credits. There was, there was some song that went off in the closed credits, but I yeah. couldn't tell you. I honestly didn't hear that much music. And when she had her headphone on, it, like, it says Diffuser, title by Diffuser. Um, I thought I recognized something. Oh, well, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It was, like, action-y, like, score. Yeah. And, like, adventure kind of, like, music. Oh, it's a space adventure. Yeah. You gotta have that. Ah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I, I I actually did like the movie. I liked I liked the idea that uh, the only way these two brothers could get along was uh, a life-and-death scenario of... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a super magical space board game. Just it's like the only way. Life. It's the only way this is going to work, guys. Oh We're going to hate God. each other until it's a life and death situation where our house is blowing up. It's pretty moral, it's awesome. too. Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. and I liked that about it because it did seem kind of plausible that kids would watch it and be like, "Oh, like in certain places, <laughs> react a certain way to." I would have if I was a kid still. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like they they definitely hit. The you need to get along with your siblings yeah. thing big time, big time, and don't make a decision when you're angry thing, and kind of yeah, there were other moral stuff, moral things sprinkled in, but I really like the introduction of the other character, the astronaut. What did you guys think about that? I like Dax Shepard. I wish that he was in more. Roles. I'm gonna have to say, uh, I I didn't really recognize him. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, I wasn't until a few minutes ago that I heard he was in Idiocracy, mm-hmm. another movie that I've seen him, but I probably just don't remember him really in. Uh, mostly, mostly what he does is, I mean, he's a comedian. I, th- I as far as I know, so I think that's why he mostly does his comedy stuff. Okay. He seemed he. This movie made him seem so much cooler to me. Because he seemed like he was a good person in the movie, but the fact that he took the role made it seem like he was a good person in real life, too. Because it seemed like he wanted to do something that was good, you know, and that kids could watch and that had, it wasn't overly preachy, but it had a good message in it, positive for kids. And I really liked... That he was playing along with them, too, because it was like an adult who was able to engage with them. Well, apparently he had a reoccurring role, or maybe even a main part, on uh, Parenthood. Cool. I, I never watched that show. TV, man. That's that's on the TV. We don't get TV around here. TV. It's been a long time since I've watched any cable 
anything. Yeah, I thought he's that key twist in the movie, his astronaut character. Like, I didn't, I honestly did not see it coming. And so when they reveal, spoiler for the movie, it's it's a cool twist in my opinion. He, like Aaron said, it, it's shown that he has played the game himself before and he knows about it. But he said he's like been trapped somewhere and he had to come through a time sphincter. <laughs> Black hole. A time sphincter, time that was sphincter. what he calls it at first. And he tells them that he wished his brother was gone when he got the wish star. Right. The card. He says, you don't want that. There's a card, a golden card that says make a wish on the, the shooting star. And at the time, uh, uh, I didn't write down the characters' names. Anyways, the older kid is ready. He's ready to wish his brother away. And Dex Shepard is just like, don't do it. You Don't do anything you might regret. I know what you're thinking. He says, I know what you're thinking about doing. And you shouldn't do that. You know, when you do things when you're angry, it's always a bad idea. And the kid makes the wish. He runs upstairs. The astronaut runs upstairs to see. And at first it seems like the little brother is gone. But he's not. He's under the bed. And the older brother wished for an autographed football. Brett Favre. (laughs) But I think what's just so great about that scene, too, is the astronaut's just, like, so, like, relieved, but also kind of a little weirded out. And then the kid was just like, what, what, what did you expect me to wish for? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we know, we knew as an audience what he thought he was going to wish. Oh, yeah. But it turns out there's also a specific reason why he thought that. And yep. that is that later the older kid gets another card to wish on the star. And uh, as the astronaut has revealed that he wished his brother away, like Sarah said. And he wishes that he had his brother back. And when the shooting star passes by, all of a sudden there's an exact duplicate of the younger kid. Of, uh, oh man, I wish I knew this kid's name. Dun, dun, dun. The younger kid. The younger boy. Youngie. Yeah. Youngu. <laughs> Youngo. <laughs> Danny. The kid's name was Danny, and the older kid's name was Walter. And that's important because when Danny shows up, the astronaut says, my name is Walter. Or he's, he reveals yep. that he is Walter. And that's why there are two of Danny's there. Because Walter was playing the game, wished Danny away. And the, t- the turns couldn't continue. That's right. So game over, man. He grew up in space as his he astronaut. He was, star- he was like, kind of like Star-Lord. And now we've got without the Walkman. Yeah, no 80s or 90s or... Yeah. Knowledge or footloose somehow. He seemed like maybe he'd seen some stuff in yeah. his travels. Oh, I no. So. I think yeah. so. Well, see, I got that too. I don't know if he had a Walkman, but. <laughs> <laughs> he knew what the Zargons were. Yeah. 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 Uh, see, that's a, you haven't seen Jumaji, but that's that's the way Robin Williams is because he gets sucked into the board game in like the 1950s or, or something like that. And he comes out in the 90s when the movie, the movie takes place. And he's like dressed like uh, a wild like bushman. A wild bushman, yeah, yeah. And he's he knows all about what's going on. He's like trained like to survive this whole time and some things. So it's kind of the same thing. And that uh, that that like I said, that movie also deals with time stuff too, which is cool. I don't think I watched any kids' movies with Robin Williams when I was a kid, except for Aladdin. Yeah. His voice, no hook. I feel like my mom didn't like Robin Williams' kids' movies. Maybe she just found his humor to be, like, overly, like, it definitely is a lot, you know? Overly manic. (laughs) I feel like we watched Hook, but I don't think she liked it. (laughs) What about Popeye? No. What about Goodwill Hunting? I saw that at my dad's. I saw Popeye at my dad's. That's cool. Because my dad was into, like, all the boy crap. Boy crap. Punching and fighting and karate <laughs> and wrestling. What about Law and Order Special Victims? <laughs> what? Oh, wait. I see you. Yeah. Played a guy. You know he probably played some creepo. I mean, that's what you always do on that show, so. True. What else are you supposed to do? Bicentennial Man, Patch Adams. Wait, those aren't kids' movies. Flubber. I feel like being funny, this is just my opinion, but I feel like being funny is the hardest thing in acting. 
And I feel like if you know comedy and if you know, like, comic timing, that you can pretty much do anything else. You might have to restrain yourself a bit if you're the kind of person like Robin Williams or whatever. But but I do feel like if you're able to bring that level of, yeah, that control of Mm -hmm. yourself and of your um, audience, and if you know exactly what to do to make something just, like, snappy and humorous, then it's easier to do the other stuff, I think. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I Same think, here. Yeah. Yeah. So, did you see Mrs. Doubtfire when you were a kid? <laughs> I think I did see Mrs. Doubtfire, but I don't remember it very well. That movie's so messed up. I just remember <laughs> him putting out his chest with, like, lids from pans or something. Yeah, that's what all women have. <laughs> when, they, <laughs> when their breasts catch on fire. That's <laughs> a perfectly normal thing. This is a completely plausible scenario, guys. Let's just say that you didn't have custody of your kids, so you dressed in drag to be their nanny. Yeah, nothing crazy about that. <laughs> that he's pretty- just—he's just a guy who's crazy about his kids. You're crazy. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty pretty healthy way. Try to get some custody time. Yeah. Yep. I can see no no reason that custody would be denied that person. <laughs> you know that that movie is just a, uh, a MRA message. It's what you know the the judge is always siding with the moms. Don't they get back together too? No, they do not. Oh, they do not get back together. <laughs> no, that didn't work out. No. Oh, I that guess was the moral I, of the story at the end was uh, hell was no. I hate you? <laughs> no, I don't think no. She feels sorry for him, so she allows him to become their new nanny. But it's like you, you cray cray. I hate. you. <laughs> I believe that ship sailed. <laughs> I didn't see. I think I only saw it like the once or something. It's not even because she was hooking up with uh, Pierce Brosnan anymore, because you know that guy freaking ran off after the restaurant instant. Anyways, we're not talking about Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Welcome to the well, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire podcast. <laughs> this week was Joel Sarah in nineteen ninety three. Science fiction this comedy. This is a fantasy. Uh, oh, yeah, a Robin Williams <laughs> did not becomes... go to prison for years. For <laughs> uh, we love you, Robin Williams. We yeah, all miss you. So we do. <laughs> we're just, we do. We're just poking fun. The other day, I sent my sister a text message, and it said, "I wish Robin Williams could be my therapist." And then I said, "Or Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, since <laughs> they wrote that therapist." <laughs> Both of them. Sarah, sit between us. <laughs> we gotta work this out. So I don't, I don't know if we got much left to go on here. We Dax, talked about the twist. Uh, you were saying Dax Shepard was the Robin Williams of this, like the older, yes, wiser, yes, someone, someone who played the could, game before. Yeah, prior, yeah. prior experience in the game, but obviously something went haywire. Right, and someone who could play with the kids, right. like yeah. someone who could engage with them and take part in trying to help and survive the situation. I, I do want to talk about the uh, complicated thing, because we find out that Dax Shepard is Walter uh, as oh, a grown-up. Yeah. Uh, at some point, Lisa, Kristen Stewart's character, does unfreeze, yeah. and she's immediately smitten with Dax Shepard. Who wouldn't be? You know, he's got dreamy eyes. Uh, according to her. But uh, later we find out, that, and she finds out that that's actually just her brother, just much older, and later... That's weird, dude. Uh, That's weird. She even like mentions his <laughs> mentions, but I was going to. She doesn't fill, finish that statement. Like, well, you you were gonna what? You ooh, ooh, ooh. and then at the end of the movie, young Walter make, makes a crack about it, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> there's some messed up stuff that's gonna be happening because he's gonna grow up to be Dak Shepard, no matter what. He, he may not be an astronaut. <laughs> And he doesn't yeah. grow up to be Dex Shepard. No, he grows up. He to grows be up to be Peta in the <laughs> Hunger Games. Oh, oh, this this takes place in the same world as Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah. what I was saying. So the 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 thirteenth district gets blown up, and yep. he's the same character. He's the guy that's like, "This is all your fault." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Tim Robbins dies, and that's why they have to live with the mother, and she's like a baker. That's in Katniss. Becomes a vampire. <laughs> and the cat's orange. 
Not white, orange. No, no, I, I, got, I got nothing. I got. It. I'm gonna have to say movies based on board games. I liked it much more than Battleship or whatever. And uh, I think my rating will be Clue, Clue, Zathora, Zathora. Jumaji, Jumaji, Battleship. Okay, way to go. Board games. Board game movies. That Scrabble movie was real weird. Tetris. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> We had a conversation among us about who would play the Tetris pieces in the upcoming Tetris movie. I'm obsessed with Tetris, and I thought that the the skinny line should be Sharon Stone. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember this discussion now. Yeah. There's some good... <laughs> There's some good Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the L's. And Patton Oswalt is the square. That's right, Patton Oswalt. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> This, any is a, final, this is important information. No, no, no. This any final thoughts on Zathora? <laughs> I everything. liked it better than the idea of Jumanji. Oh yeah, I well, can see that. I liked it better than Jumanji, but I don't. I don't think most people might would share my opinion with that or on that because I think I think Jumanji's kind of held up as a classic. When you said that this was a sequel to Jumanji, I imagined or another you know movie like jumanji yeah, yeah. i thought that it was made at the same time or like okay, a little bit okay. after and i think that the fact that it was made not as long ago makes it better right because i think that if it had been made in the 90s that it would probably be worse right yeah That's- this this was 10 years later yeah I think it's I think it's appropriate for kids if you want to get kids to watch it. I don't know if grown ups should watch it. I mean, it was, it was fun. So, I had a good time. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's like unwatchable. It's definitely watchable for an adult. And I think that if kids, if kids are the right age, they'll find it super entertaining. Yeah, and if they're a little bit older, they might be like, "This is a little bit dorky," but they'll probably still get something out of it too. Uh huh. And if they're the right age, they'll be crushing on that Kristen Stewart because she is scantily clad a teenager in this movie. Right. She is walking around in shorty shorts and a tank top. That's all I'm saying, dude. All, all I'm gonna say. That's on all that, I'm, I'm saying. All I'm gonna say in the regards to that is, is that the uh, I I wonder who who owns the Kristen Stewart frozen statue now. <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking yeah, about that's that. That's the thing. Yeah. That, that that's honestly, I don't know if that if that should have been recorded, but. It's definitely a pondering. Like, where is that now? The Zargon's got it. Okay. <laughs> Good deal. All right, I'm going to read the outro stuff. You guys think of some lessons. Email. Email? Email? Emails. Email. Where can they email us at, Email any suggestion or comments you have to please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or the podcatcher of your choice. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pdsmios. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Outer Space Pod. And if you subscribe to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you left us a star rating or a written rating. That increases our visibility and is good for the show. So please, please, please do it. And, you know, tell somebody about us. Tell somebody about our show. Like, tell a friend that's into sci-fi fantasy that wants to hear uh, us goofballs talk. And, you know, <laughs> tell your mom. What's your mom doing? Nothing? Yeah, make her listen to the <laughs> podcast. Moms do things, Joel. No. Thanks to David DeRoy for our theme music, Jed Dowtry for our podcast logo, and to Spencer Seams and our families for all the support. We couldn't do what we do without you. Thank you very much. Okay. Ow, I just hurt myself. Listen. Aaron, stop it. What's the lesson? Fine, I'll okay. give you a lesson. Oh, okay. I've got one. Okay. Don't have a furnace. <laughs> In general. Yes. <laughs> Dude, furnaces are always like the evil a things in the movies. Ass. Yeah. Home Alone? Dangerous. Yeah. Home alone? Scary. Scary. Yeah. They attract aliens to the you. <laughs> yeah, the shine. There you go. Yeah. Just don't have a furnace. Put something else in the house instead. Yep. Like There's this stuff now that, like, has hot water that can, like, heat your floors from pipes underneath of the flooring. Like, you can do all kinds of stuff instead of having a furnace now. Technology.
I mean, that was an old house, you know. I don't think they had a choice. They had a basement. Had a dumb waiter. Yeah. I don't know. Aaron, do you have one? Yeah. My lesson is, uh, if you got, uh, sh- shoes that have flames on them, don't, don't wear, um, camo pants with them. Yeah! <laughs> what are you talking about? You didn't don't see that, you didn't wear. See that? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that little kid? Were you not watching this movie? Yeah. He's got flames on his shoes. So what? And he's wearing camo pants. So what? What does that have to do with anything? It doesn't go, okay? He's a little kid. He wants more more confidence, right? Why doesn't he dress more confidently? Are we talking about the little, little kid? Yeah. He had flames on his shoes and camo pants. uh, He's a baby who poops in his pants. Pretty sure he's past the poop the pants stage. I don't think so. Which did means you, that he can wear him in this movie. He's pooping. <laughs> when I'm picking out an outfit tomorrow, I'm gonna pass over the shoes with flames on them if I'm gonna wear my camo good, pants. Good. <laughs> Just don't wear your camo pants. That's that's what I say. Forget it. <laughs> my lesson is, and I think we all learned this from the movie, is that you should never, ever, ever forget the fact that we are all just meat. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all it takes is a larger predator to decide that we are their next meal. We're tastier than four-eyed goats. Yeah. And we burn. We don't burn as well as board games. So. <laughs> yeah. Go see Zathura. It was awesome. Go see, go see the Zathura in the theater. Zathura. I didn't realize how difficult it was to say Zathura. 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 Or check it out at your local library. Yeah. Books. Check them out. Yeah. Books. That's right. Okay. Don't take my word for it. Knowledge is power. <laughs> that was a reading rainbow thing, if you don't know what that is. We'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye.